0: Pumpkins. Welcome to another episode
1: of Copulators Die First. Hi. And as always, our episode contains spoilers.
0: Heavy spoiler content. And if you haven't already seen the film, go ahead and press pause now and we'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready.
1: Yeah. And now, on to this week's episode.
0: Hey, Pumpkins, and welcome to our first episode of Homo-ween. Welcome back to Copulators Die First.
1: Hi, Ashley. Hi, Nicholas. How are you doing?
0: Um, I just ate a slice of pizza and I have coffee for breakfast, so I'm doing dandy. How are you?
1: You're living your best life. I I'm,
0: I'm trying. It's difficult, but mm-hmm. I have to start
1: somewhere. I'm uh well, I'm glad that you understand the limitations of your happiness, but also are living your life. So that's good. Um, I'm doing pretty good i'm kind of super tired right now but like i also have hope um that it's finally fall so that makes me happy and um, hopefully i won't have to sweat anymore um by living my life just on a daily basis that would be really nice
0: i know i would like to enjoy being able to exist in all parts of my household without sweating
1: mm-hmm. and like sipping on my beverage of choice, which will be actually hot instead of iced finally. Um, and again, I'm, not am iced forever. Sweating. I mean, I like I will say like, you know, during the fall and winter, I'm far more apt to get a hot beverage Um but, like, there's something about iced coffee specifically or, like, iced whatever mm-hmm. um, that, like, you you crave it in a way. So, like, you're going to get it if you want it. Um, and it's not just the gays, even though that's a part of the apparently um, 2010s stereotype of the homosexuals that we only drink iced coffee or whatever.
0: I mean, they're not wrong. I only drink iced coffee. Well, I do like a hot coffee. But here's the thing. Um, I'm going to say something controversial. I don't really like pumpkin spice. I prefer like a maple spice.
1: No, let me tell you something. I respect that you are brave enough to say that out loud. Because I feel like, number one, it, yeah, it's called pumpkin spice. And it's marketed as pumpkin spice. And that name's not going to go away now. But there's no pumpkin spice it is essentially a riff on the idea of like McCormick pumpkin pie spice, which is a specific blend of warm spices that are put into a confection. Okay. That, you know, is typically but, made around Thanksgiving time.
0: Yes. But the best I'm gonna say pumpkin spice because it actually is pumpkin spice. Uh latte or whatever comes from Panera because they have they actually use like a pumpkin puree or something
1: yeah yeah and
0: it's utterly delightful so Starbucks can suck it Um, I mean
1: yeah I don't I don't I don't hate the places that have gone the extra step to actually include the flavor of pumpkin in their pumpkin spice because at least they're taking it literally Mm -hmm. but you know to be honest with you diane um i never signed up to drink like pureed squash during the fall time do you know what i mean
0: i didn't think i did and then i did from panera and i was delighted it is so good
1: all right well um but you, I, have
0: to, you have to get a hot one you can't get a
1: cold Oh one. yeah and yeah I that that I totally yeah that I get and and you know what like I here's the thing I would much rather have like a mulled cider or a straight up like regular tea um or cinnamon tea with some like a splash of cream or something with uh, apple cider donut oh apple it, cider
0: it, donuts just get me
1: well, right. Like that's that's like the crack of the season. Let's be honest. Um, with, like
0: oh, with like a warm cup of tea. Oh, exactly. Just you're you're speaking my love language right now.
1: Exactly. We have the same love language. That's why we're soulmates. Um, mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. My yeah. love language is food.
1: <laughs> my my love language is the food. All of it. Period.
0: Also, happy birthday, Diana. It's your actual birthday today.
1: Yeah, and we're talking about isn't isn't today's movie her favorite movie?
0: Uh it's one of yeah, it's definitely her favorite movie, I'm pretty sure, because she suggested it.
1: Alright. So then basically this um th- this entire episode is um dedicated to her and her birthday. So happy birthday.
0: That mm-hmm. is kicking off Homo ween. Yes. Um Gianna's birthday is the all American slash worldwide classic.
1: Yes. Hocus pocus. Hocum pocum.
0: Ooh! I'm excited.
1: <laughs> this is like actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Like it's Hocus Pocus, Spice World, uh, Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> really? <laughs> um. Yeah. Like, like, like you'll kinda...
0: watch that on multiple occasions. Which one? Aaron Brockovich.
1: Uh, like, n- n- okay, so I could watch Hocus Pocus or Spice World anytime, all the time. Yes. Or, like, Bring It On. I could also watch oh, anytime, time, all absolutely.
0: the time. absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Those are, these are three movies that I could probably quote up and down. Like, I could probably, like, probably quote the entire movie. Especially,
0: um, especially uh, Bring It On, because that is one of my all-time favorites. It's, like, Step Brothers, oh, non-horror, Step Brothers, yes. uh, Bring It On, and, like, I'm not going to throw the whole Star Wars trilogy in there, because that's, like, a whole different... You know, box of marbles or whatever, but mm-hmm. like it's at least Step Brothers, and Bring It On are my top two. Yeah,
1: I'm sexy, I'm cute, I'm popular to boot. Um, gray oh. hair, the boys I love to stare. I know. Anyway, all day. All day. Uh, um, what was I gonna say? So yes, I, I, I definitely would is.
0: have pegged, pegged you for like. Ins- In lieu of Aaron Brockovich being in that bracket, like definitely, like first wives, definitely
1: first wives club.
0: Hocus Pocus is perfect, and I will fight anybody who says otherwise.
1: Yeah. I mean, does it have its flaws? Sure, but so does every fucking else other thing. On this fucking planet. But here's the... I, I also love how your cats are meowing in the background. Because I feel like it's, it's very on brand right now.
0: They are having a time today. Probably because it's like not 8,000 degrees in my house. And they're yeah. just having a romp.
1: I um, mean, they get it. They're like, oh, bitch. It's spooky season. Let's get it started in here. I,
0: I know. I Fry is just being a real antagonizer. Probably because the other ones make fun of him for his dumb haircut. But like...
1: That's- too fucking bad like they're just jealous so. TFB.
0: tfb because tbh he's kind of like the biggest butthole out of all of them but uh, he's my he's like my soft small son and he yeah. he just he requires a lot of attention
1: you have he's, you have you have a certain soft spot for him that's fine i do
0: he was our first cat and yeah. then the other ones just kind of ended up here i don't even know i like blinked, and here they were
1: yeah you know that i i But you know how that happens, right, you know? I do,
0: I do, because it took me, I'm not even joking, like, nine years to get to let me have a cat, because I always had a cat. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm never getting a cat ever again. And then, like, we got Fry, and then um, RuPaul was supposed to be a foster transport. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it because I'm not coming home with another cat. And then yeah. I accidentally came home with another cat because he chose me. <laughs> I mean, and he was I get like, it. He's like, I'm yours now. And I was like, I guess you are, buddy. Oh, here you come. You're coming over here to say hello. Oh, I
1: love you so much. Oh, <laughs> that's that's adorable. He knew, he knew you were talking about him. Yeah, my um, little,
0: little tubby pumpkin.
1: Oh. I, love,
0: I, love, I love all cats. I love all animals. And you're,
1: you're like... Like that girl with the uh, on the Match.com video. I just That's... love cats.
0: I I'm love sorry. cats. I love every kind of cat.
1: You I, I just put little bows on them and carry them in a basket. And I know I can't hug them all at once, but I, I just want to hug them all at once. And I want to live in a big house with all of them.
0: I've tried. I've tried hugging all four of them at
1: once, and it doesn't work. They don't like it. No, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Um,
0: no, no, my little chubby pumpkin.
1: Oh my god, I
0: love you. Okay, so um, speaking hey, my, of cats, Zachary Banks, what a Zachary cute Banks. boy.
1: So, um, I feel like we haven't spoken as much this week, just out of like necessity of dealing with our lives. So this is true. Yes, I, I thought we could have a quick catch up session because there were things that during the week I was like, I need to write this down. I remember to talk about it with Ashley. Um, not necessarily on the podcast, but probably if I do, it'll be good content. So I have created a list, and I want to do a little like let's I have guess a kiki. This, we can have like a pre-movie gay meeting, and then we yeah, don't let's... have to have we don't have to have a post-movie one. It's fine.
0: Yeah, let's have a kiki.
1: All right, so oh, yeah, that's exactly what this is. So anywho. Um, number one, Camille Polino okay, <laughs> me this week. Camille Polino being my mother, also known as Mama Polino. And she goes... I listened to your podcast this week and I was like, oh?
0: (laughs) That's always preceded with an oh no, but okay.
1: But I was like, I guess maybe my sister Jamie helped her figure it out or something because I did not think she had known how to even get to the podcast application, but... Maybe
0: maybe our moms helped each other because they do hang out regularly.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, and I do love how at some point on Facebook, um, your mom, uh, Allison, she... Commented on one of our posts about how she was like, I'll have I'll have Drea uh, set it up for me later so I can listen. But she was basically telling the world that instead of just telling us privately. And I thought that was really cute.
0: Um, that's her. She's just <sighs> cute because she doesn't know anything about the internet um oh,
1: at Allison. all. She you does know you. she
0: does know how to uh, you know, work that Facebook marketplace. Let me tell you. She's I a mean- she knows how to make a dollar. If
1: she, if she was going to give a TED Talk, she would give it on Facebook Marketplace. you know. She
0: she is the Lisa Simpson meme of the TED Talk. Of, there you go. The Facebook Marketplace. That's my mom.
1: There you go. That is a perfect description of that situation. But anyway, so yeah. So I was like, oh, you listen to the podcast? She's like, yeah, I listened to the episode about all the weird stuff in Springfield. And then she was like, who knew we lived in such a weird place? And I wanted oh. to be like, come on uh everyone because uh weird shit happens all the time
0: right like didn't you why didn't you do the research before you moved mrs p <laughs> like oh I mean, man I'm not,
1: I'm not really sure i know that it had it, it involved my mother getting a job in the springfield school district in like you know i was born in 1988 it must have been like 1991 or something so that's why we moved um, out of Maplewood into the Springfield. Um, but yeah, like you just go over that border and shit gets weird. So it's anyway, like a
0: weird vortex. But yeah, continue.
1: Um, so yeah, so so she had positive feedback about that episode. Um, so again, shout out to Tori and um, Toil and Trouble podcast for having us on to talk about the weird place that we grew up, um, and. <laughs> <laughs> uh in general, I think we've gotten a lot of positive feedback about uh the toil and trouble episode that we co-hosted. So I'm glad that everyone loved it and um, it's,
0: um, it's one of my favorite episodes that I think we've ever done.
1: period. Yeah, I think I think I will agree with you. I was super proud of it. Um, I mean, I didn't really do much research. I just kind of was the comic relief, but that's good um, enough sometimes. Sometimes yeah, when and... shit
0: gets heavy, you need a you need a gesture to reel it in. that's me
1: (laughs) Um, also me but yeah no that was it was super fun it was like super comprehensive and i know that since then we've been trying to kind of get our own butts into gear to make our own shit more fun and cool from that uh, what am i trying to say aspect side of things whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're moving on so thanks mama for listening uh the support is very much appreciated um And, uh, cool. So number one, done. Number two, over the last couple of weeks, and I find this to be very odd, but whatever. I've had more than one person tell me that they've listened to the podcast and I'm like, oh, cool. And then their first immediate, um, piece of feedback is your voice, meaning my voice is so soothing. Like you should do an ASMR, like go to sleep podcast. And they say this to me and I say, bitch, what? Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't feel like I have a very relaxing or soothing voice. Like, I typically, like, am in a shrill mode at all times on purpose. Um, um
0: I don't even think it's on purpose. I think it's just how your gay voice has developed.
1: Yeah, and, and it's it's certainly very... Um, expressive and I think even the me being for mistaken for a woman on the phone a lot of the times because that's going to happen regardless because of more so the I don't know the cadence is probably not the right word but wavelength of my voice where it hits or whatever but um so I think a total of like three or four people have told me this at this point, one of them being our friend, Michael from Canada, who may or may not be listening to newer episodes because he's busy trying to find a job. And, um, if you are listening though, thank you for telling me my voice is nice and soothing. Um, and then random people that, you know, I don't want to say rando because they might be listening as well, but lovely people who I have met through different avenues of life, um, whether that be through work or gay things or whatever, um, are just like, yeah, like uh, your voice is beautiful. And I'm like, "Uh, when I sing, yeah, but talking, (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, so thank you everyone for telling me my voice is beautiful. nice and relaxing Um, I hope that it is a reason you keep listening to the podcast even though the more important reason is that we are witty, funny spooky friends to have in your life at all times and our content is bombastic and wonderful but anyway I just wanted to put that out there because I was like I never thought this would be the repeat feedback that I'd be getting that my voice is soothing but anyway there's that Um, what else do you ever
0: get into a fight with arthur over who's funnier
1: uh no because i know he's not gonna back down on saying that he's funnier so i just let him have it
0: oh that's fair i mean (laughs) i I fought it tooth and nail this week so Mm. um
1: it was was it was because of that like spouse quiz that Leah? yes it
0: was and i was like oh honey i love you but i don't think you're as funny as me to which she said bitch you are delusional (laughs)
1: Uh, see, that that's the side of her that I love, though. <laughs> I wish that the whole world saw that side of her all the time.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that you got to see it because it's so... Um exclusive.
1: And she a shady bitch, but, like, in the best <laughs> way. She's a shady it's, fucking bitch, but I love it.
0: It's so exclusive. Like, she is so, so nice. Like, if you were to ever meet her in person, like, anybody, she's very shy, but she is so nice, and she will do anything for anybody. But she will fucking tear me down with yeah. shade like it is her job. Like, in the like, most loving way. <laughs>
1: yeah, on the inside, she's like a real housewife of Cleveland Ohio.
0: It's hilarious. But she is not as funny as she thinks she is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> CDF breaking up marriages all over the all over the country. Um
0: love you mean you know, it but you're not that funny.
1: <laughs> I also loved how one of the questions was like who's the more athletic one and her response was like not in this house. <laughs> no. It's like, <laughs> <was> like yes <laughs> yes queen um no.
0: Not in our
1: house. Yes. But uh that is that is everything on my end that I felt was necessary to discuss. Do you have anything else going on on your end? No. Okay. No.
0: Nothing worth discussing other than my house is in shambles right now because I'm trying to pack up my life but also my life is uncertain because we're still trying to find a place to move to and it's extremely aggravating because everything is like in limbo right now but like I still need to use my shit because
1: I live here (laughs) right yeah there's that there's going to be that point in time where you're like living out of boxes and suitcases and it's always annoying Um, it's
0: annoying but you know what's not
1: annoying this movie oh my god no this is This is a fresh spring in the middle of a desert. It is that first sip of ice cold water after you've been out on a hot summer day. It is, um, it's hocus pocus. Um, It's hokey and it's pokey. It's hokey and it's pokey. And it turns itself around many times. And it's from 1993. And I did not realize it was that old. Yeah, I was four years old. Yeah, um, my sister wasn't even in existence yet.
0: (laughs) Neither was my brother. My sister was one.
1: My goodness. So 1993, if you were four, I guess I was five or six. Yeah. Um, I don't know the first time I saw this movie, but I do know the first time that I saw it, I immediately was like, this is probably the best thing ever in existence. And I didn't realize it then. But, like, looking back at this now, not only is it wonderful because it's pure magic, it's also pure gay magic. Like, the lineup of these ladies is, like, quite possibly one of the most 90s homosexual fantasies ever. Um, Like, next to the First Wives Club, like, this is the the next great thing. Um, So we're talking about Bette Midler, Kathy Jimmy sarah jessica parker i mean what else Ugh, it's just so
0: for? good um little well, is it mina savari as who danny Um uh,
1: is that baby
0: mina savari I,
1: no no it's, no. it's, it's a Birch.
0: it's thora birch
1: yeah who i, I don't I get their know. foreheads mixed up <laughs> <laughs> and then like like the girl who plays allison like what else has she been in
0: I don't know, and I don't think it's important because, yeah, like, to just, be honest with you, um, I thought she was a little underwhelming.
1: I mean, I love Allison because she's basically just like the girl that knows how shit goes, but with big boobs. She's like, she's yabos. Like, yeah, she exactly. This is this is the origin of the word yabos, which we used last week in our Elvira episode. But um, like, she is the Jennifer from Jennifer's Body of hocus pocus
0: but like on that note like i don't find her to be as conventionally like like a knockout you know what i mean she's very average in like a really positive way like you don't have to be like yeah uh what's her name oh fuck uh whatever jennifer's name is megan talks yeah thank you i don't (laughs) know why i'm well her she married that one dude brian austin green so i was like megan green
1: Oh, yeah. I don't think she. I don't think she changed or hyphenated that name. I don't
0: think so either. Uh, I don't know why my brain was like putting those two together Mm -hmm. but yeah she's not conventionally like super duper knock out of the park attractive i mean
1: no but we're also talking about you know rural new england um so (laughs) she's new
0: england attractive
1: yeah um sorry about it but i went there and then like the only other like super duper like standout here is sean murray who plays thackeray Went on to have an illustrious career in NCIS. So, you know.
0: And he was literally in it for a hot minute, literally.
1: No, he was in it for a while. Oh,
0: no. I was thinking about the dude that actually played the physical person of Thackeray. Oh,
1: you mean mean in this movie specifically? Yes. 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 Yeah, because he is not in real life a puppet of a black cat. No, Mm, that's not mm -mm, him. mm -mm. Um, He is a man, uh, (laughs) the body. Um, a
0: man
1: he's a man that's a man i i just see a man um that is a quote of michelle williams from the first episode no the second episode of season one of rupaul's drag race um which we just started watching because it's on prime now it's on the hulu it's on the prime like it's all over the place now um speaking of drag race again we haven't started watching uk yet but i'm we not gonna watch that.
0: it i'm not gonna watch it till it's on logo
1: well i don't i mean it's is it gonna be on logo mm-hmm it. Okay, well then that's that's handy to know. All the homosexuals and other RuPaul's Drag Race fans out there, you heard it here first. Um, or I'm second. not
0: paying for Wow Presents Plus. I'm not doing it.
1: I already do because I started it, and then I was you're like, could back out. It's it's four bucks a month. Like I do, I do use it at least a couple times a month. Like I've watched. Okay,
0: the... well then you get your four dollars a month because if you think about it, you're gonna spend what two dollars an episode on iTunes
1: yeah and and like i there's like th- so the, the other thing about like wow presents plus is that like everything is uncensored and released early uh in comparison to youtube so like i always watch uh on wow uh. Presents plus because mm-hmm. it's number one not censored and number two it's like on there a week early so Again, we're just like we're plugging all kinds of shit. So that that was an impromptu uh, advertisement for Wild WoW Presents Plus. You're welcome. Um, anyway, getting back to hocus pocus because this is really the feature of the hour here. We're talking about the best Halloweeny movie in my opinion, mainly because and hear me out here, people. Before you like burn me at the stake, pun intended. Um, this movie just gives me all of the specifically perfect fall feels like multicolored crunchy leaves sweater weather small town living old buildings with stories behind them the cold wind in the night you live around a lot of fucking cemeteries like it's just spoopy poopy perfection um and then here come these three over-the-top colorful witches and um like it's it's oh it's so good i love it's
0: it's everything that i want and expect new england to be
1: at fall time yes um and and i think why this movie captures that feeling so well is a majority of the movie was actually filmed in salem massachusetts and surrounding areas and then they did uh, film some parts of it in California. But um, I-, I think the authenticity, you know, the cobblestone streets, like not great parking because it's an old town and like these cars weren't around back then. So like it's you're living in the past and the present at the same time. Like it's very much what reminds me of living in Northeast of the country not just new jersey but or pennsylvania
0: um, or ohio
1: pennsylvania ohio upstate new york like all of the spoopy poopy places so that's number one um number two uh it's just over the top camp forever like i think a lot of children probably got their first taste of camp through this film but didn't know what it was yet but knew that they liked it just like over the top character acting
0: it's so extra it's 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 exactly what halloween represents it's just oh it's so beautiful in so many ways and it reminds me of being a kid and like sanderson sisters are iconic
1: now they are, you know. They didn't like, used to be. Yeah, the, like there was a time where Hocus Pocus was like a cult classic and I was talking to somebody um, this week about this and um, you know who you are. Um, but he made a good point. He was saying that it used to be a cult classic, but then it became so mainstream that you can't call it cult classic anymore. It's just a classic now. Right. Um, and And mainly I think it's because Disney realized what they could do around Halloween time because um, Halloween is like so much more popular than it used to be mainstream. So like they just started shoving the Sanderson sisters on everybody's faces. Um, so now we have things like, you know, um, commercially available Sanderson sister costumes and pop vinyl figures. And um,
0: I have a blanket from spirit of Halloween. Ugh,
1: that's wonderful. And like the the one thing that they won't do because they're smart is not let any streaming service have Hocus Pocus, because they're going to make people pay to watch that thing still.
0: So. Oh, absolutely! I own it. I own it on Blu-ray, but I got the cool uh, Best Buy steel book where it looks like the Book of Shadows.
1: Oh well, that is amazing and wonderful. It's I almost, so good. I almost bought a pillow that looks like uh, the spell book, but I didn't do it. Um, Ooh, but as I was
0: so excited,
1: as I was talking with Ashley about before we hit the record button on the spirit Halloween website, I did just discover that there is like what, I guess what pop vinyl fun co is now calling uh movie moment figurines. And it's the three Sanderson sisters around their little cauldron. It's bubbling with green goo. Um, and I want it.
0: I think you should just pull the trigger.
1: But speaking about
0: pulling the trigger on this movie. um, So (laughs) the whole thing is that like Max is like the new kid on the block.
1: Yeah. So what I would like to do, because I think it's funny, is just read the one sentence summary on IMDb.
0: Yeah, because there's Um, really no reason to summarize it. If you're listening to this, you've seen it.
1: Yeah, I said it. so so this is how IMDB describes it in one sentence. A curious youngster moves to Salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. Um not wrong. Not wrong, but like okay. <laughs> um, that
0: sounds way more serious than it is.
1: Yeah. So, so anyway, we should just probably jump right into this. Finally, we've been, you know, having having a good time talking about the spoopy poopy bullshit because its homoween finally and the weather is also acting as such. But anywho.
0: I'm actually chilly right now.
1: Yeah, like all of my ACs are off. The windows are kind of open. Like it, n- two weeks from now, as long as it doesn't like, you know, have another like global warming bullshit moment, we'll probably take the ACs out. Um, I agree. I cannot wait. Um, but yes, so Hocus Pocus, 1993, um, directed by the famed Kenny Ortega, um, who people listening to this probably have viewed a lot of his other films. Um, and when I refer to other films, I'm talking about the High School Musical series. Um, and I mean, is, at
0: least it's on fucking brand.
1: Totally on brand. Like, he's just... He is a OG Disney homosexual really at the end of the day Um, and you know like any other homo when he does a job he does it well and full respect to Mr. Kenny Ortega Um, he just sets the scene so wonderfully and then it just evolves from there and there's so many nice little tricks and treats that we stumble upon so um (sighs) Nineteen ninety-three, um, a time, a time, a time to be alive. And this is such
0: a snapshot of uh, the time yeah. period. To be honest,
1: yes, it really is. And and the one thing that I find so curious about this film is that, like the beginning, like not not the super duper beginning, but like the end of the oldie timey days chunk in the beginning, where we actually see the three Sanderson sisters get hung. I feel like for 1993, and especially for 1993 Disney, like that was dark, right?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't this also like a
1: summertime release? Um, this was released in July, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably a part of why it didn't do super well commercially first time around, because why would you not release this during October? Like, that just makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what the reasoning is behind that.
1: Um, Yeah, but, you know, I think the reason why it was able to accumulate a cult status like many other cult movies is that it didn't do well commercially first time around, but there was a group of individuals who grew up with it, continued to love it, created a passion for it, shared it with their children, and then everything explodes. Um, according to Sarah Jessica Parker she has only seen this movie once because because she really only ever watches anything she does once if ever um
0: I mean I understand that but like I don't know how old her kids are now because I know her and uh right what's his name Ferris Bueller
1: Mm -hmm.
0: have Um, kids Matthew Broderick Yeah. yeah Ferris Bueller whatever
1: yeah, Um. but, like, yeah, this is a movie that, like, I would be proud of doing. Like, I would show my children, like, this would become a, tra- like, number one, it will be a tradition in my family to watch Hocus Pocus. Um, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: But, like, if I was, like, like, I am literally Sarah. I am Sarah Jessica Parker. I play Sarah. My <laughs> children will know. Like, they can go to school and be like, hey, you ever seen Hocus Pocus? My mom, my mom. is one of the witches.
0: That's my mom. Yeah. Um, oh, you dad's a dentist? That's fucking cool.
1: Yeah, right? Like, come the fuck on. So, anyway, I mean, she's not hurting because, you know, she is just Sarah Jessica Parker. So, uh, whatever. But the interesting part about the hanging scene is overseas, when they aired this on television, which is how it was premiered overseas, um, they cut out that whole scene. So people were confused about how um, the witches were able to come back because that scene explains the whole premise of the movie. Like, like literally she screams for her book. It plops on the ground. She's like, aha, I have an idea. And then they sing their little song about reincarnation. Um, So the fact that all that was cut out, not surprising because again, it seemed rather dark. At the time um but like and maybe this is why disney didn't cut it out originally for the us release is because it has a lot of important plot points in it you know um so anyway just an interesting tidbit of information um another interesting tidbit of information here um which i just think is kind of funny um kathy najimi almost didn't accept the role of mary because she didn't want to upset or offend real witches. Um, I also have a bunch of other cool little interesting facts. Because um, this journey of the creation of this movie was um, riddled with them. So, um, before we hop into the plot really quick. Um, first things first. On the realist. Right uh, uh, yeah, obviously. But um, in, in other news. Um this was actually the script was bought by Disney in 1984, and then they sat on it for a long time. It's um,
0: bizarre. But okay. Yeah, it was.
1: It was originally supposed to be called Disney's Halloween House, which sounds really fucking lame. <laughs> um, to but be was,
0: honest with you, I probably wouldn't have watched that.
1: Yeah, I would have. I would have heard that and been like, "Pshaw." Um, But it was all supposed to be darker and scarier. And, like, this is still pretty dark for a Disney movie in the 90s. Um, But apparently they were going to make it uh, made for TV, Disney movie. Um, So, luckily, none of that happened. Um, And, uh, you know, things worked out the way they did. Um, Now... Another thing, which I think is funny, we have one Kathy Najimy fact, but um, for Sarah Jessica Parker, you know how there's a lot of flying for the witches in this movie. Um, yes. She, unlike most people in show business, actually thought that being in the flying harness was super comfortable. Probably because she weighs like five pounds. Um, oh, of course. So instead, like a normal person being lowered down and going on a break in between shooting, she would actually bring a newspaper with her, like shove it in her ass, like in her costume. Um, yeah. And when they said cut, she would just hang there and pull out a newspaper and read in between shots. Um, I
0: guess so, she was training to be a, you know, what's her a, face? From Hollywood City.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's Sarah Jessica Parker, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Also, fun fact about Sarah Jessica Parker. uh, Do you remember the TV show where they, like, took celebrities and basically did a lineage family tree through Ancestry.com or whatever?
0: Yes, it's one of my favorite shows.
1: So, Sarah Jessica Parker was on it, and it Mm -hmm. turns out that one of her ancestors actually was a woman that was accused of witchcraft in Salem, Massachusetts, but her trial never actually went to court. So she did not die a grueling death because of being a witch. Um, I,
0: I did actually see that episode to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. I am sure that they probably made a big, huge deal about it because like, Oh my God, she played a witch. and <laughs> I, I um,
0: cannot remember, but I would only assume
1: yes. Yeah. I would assume so. So, this is a pretty gross one um and all of these are facts from imdb by the way uh thank you imdb um the guy as always uh, of course you know um the guy who plays billy the you know billy butcherson the zombie Mm -hmm. uh, he revealed in an interview uh during the 20th anniversary of the movie that the moths that come out of his mouth when he cuts his mouth open at the end to, you know, curse at Winifred, um, mm-hmm. they were real moths that they put in his mouth and then they flew out.
0: That's, like, gross but also cool. And, like, me to <laughs> the- go to that guy for committing to that because I would have been like, nope, you yeah. can fuck right off.
1: Yeah, the commitment is fantastic, but, like, I don't want to put moths in my mouth. Thank you very no. much. No. The role of Max was originally offered to Leo DiCaprio, but he turned it down uh, and did What's Eating Gilbert Grape instead.
0: Oh, I mean, both would have been good choices.
1: Yeah, but like I I probably his career took a different, uh, you know, road because of What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I mean, the guy that ended up, oh, wait, no, Max. I always get Max and Thackeray mixed up in terms of the actors because they look kind of similar,
0: Is it
1: Um, because of the 90s haircut? Yeah, it's probably because of the 90s bigger brother haircut. You know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyone who knows this movie knows that um, Penny Marshall and Gary Marshall play the guy dressed up as the devil, the master, and his wife. Um, But they are brother and sister in real life, and they basically play a married couple, which is weird but also something that is weird but would be like swept under the rug in a 90s movie because this is how the 90s worked you know I Uh, love
0: them both so much
1: yeah I mean there was a lovely amount of little um drop-ins like that in this film um and and before we were talking about why wasn't this film released in October? I figured out the answer as we were talking and I was IMDBing. being, um, it's because the nightmare before Christmas was slated for a Halloween release of the same year.
0: Oh, so they probably yeah. didn't want to step on their own toes.
1: Yeah. So I guess they had put more eggs in that basket because it was, you know, Tim Burton.
0: Um, I mean, they're not wrong. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, And 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 you know what? I
0: understand why people do enjoy uh, Nightmare so much, but it's, I'm not going to say it's not for me, but I feel like it's overdone. Well,
1: yeah. Um, And you know what? In the end, both of the films have their own uh, very large and overlapping fan bases now. So,
0: whatever. Oh, Oh, 100%. 100%.
1: Uh, this one I did not need to look up but it's in the trivia section so I figured I would just mention it because it's a super gay factoid Um, anyone who knows the career of Bette Midler knows that she played Mama Rose in Gypsy in a made for television version of Gypsy and one of Mama Rose's most iconic line is hello world my name's Rose what's yours so when in um, the Halloween party portion of this film when Sanders and sisters are going up on stage. She does a call back to her time in Gypsy by saying, "Hello, Salem. My name is Winifred. What's yours?" Um, so good. And it's perfection. Um, and in case you didn't know that, now you do. Um, a, a kind of a gross fact, uh, but like respect. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker revealed in an interview that she did actually eat a real spider. Um, When she ate the spider in the movie. Um, Yeah. no thank you. Yeah, no thank you. I mean, that's
0: incredibly brave. mm
1: -hmm. Um, For anyone that doesn't know this, Sarah Jessica Parker and Bitt Midler co-starred in another film later on in the 90s. Uh, called The First Wives Club, which, if you don't know what that is, you should definitely watch it immediately. Like, pause this and go watch The First Wives Club if you've never watched it before. That's how important it is. Um,
0: It's iconic in many ways, as we've already discussed.
1: Super iconic. Super duper, super duper iconic. Um, The, quote, devil's dog that chases the, the Sanderson sisters out of the house in the whole penny marshall situation is actually kathina jimmy's dog um so go kathina jimmy's dog Um,
0: did he get a credit
1: i don't think so or maybe he did but it just like it just said the name of the dog and not comma kathina jimmy's dog Um, (laughs) it's like
0: sparky comma jimmy
1: exactly um what else is at least a little bit interesting? Um, something that I find interesting and important to know is that Jenna, Jennifer Lopez, a.k.a. J.Lo, auditioned for the role of Sarah Sanderson that ended up going to Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, and I think this still would have been a great movie if it was J.Lo and not Sarah Jessica Parker. So it was probably just one of those it's the 90s and they're all sisters so they should all be white things which makes me uncomfortable um yeah and
0: i wouldn't i wouldn't have been opposed to a sarah jessica parker or a j-lo situation
1: yeah i mean yeah you know um I, i i don't think i would have hated it Either way, but it is what it is. And I think the final tidbit of information here that is super important to us 90s kids and we all should know if we don't is, um, and again, hashtag we have a spoiler alert at the beginning of our episode, so it's your fault if you haven't watched Hocus Pocus yet. Also, what is your life if you haven't? Um, at the Yeah, end-
0: I mean, like normally I'm not like, why haven't you seen this? But if you haven't seen
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Hocus Pocus at all, Yeah, I I can't help you.
1: Yeah, just go do it, please. And also, same thing with the First Wives Club. This should be a double feature for you. You know, just go and do it. Engage in the world and educate yourself a little bit, basically, on the career of Bette Midler because, uh, you know, she's the main. Not that Sarah Jessica Parker isn't in both movies, but Sarah Jessica Parker's role in the First Wives Club is much smaller and minor. Um, and you'll figure out what I'm saying if you go watch it. Um, So the last important tidbit here that I'll leave off before we finally jump into the actual film um, is that when they go to the school and they lock the witches in the kiln and they're basically burning them to death, kind of, um, when they go back outside and they're running outside and then they do all their like happy dances and whatever the fountain in the background of that scene that's like on the school property is the the same fountain used in the opening credits of friends. They just moved it.
0: I saw that like literally just the other day. And I was so excited because this is a friend's household.
1: Yeah. um, Not much of a a friend's household here. I've certainly watched friends because I'm alive um, and Mm -hmm. you you can't really avoid it. Um, No, not at all Yeah, but um, Yeah, so Super fun facts for a super fun movie Now let's dive into this thing Cause it's all a bunch of Hocus Pocus Yeah So Um, um,
0: Max and Co Moved to Salem, he's the new kid Gets terrorized by Chubby Dude and Jay Oh my god (laughs) And uh,
1: what's his name Ice Ice Ice. Ice. The name's Ice. Um, yeah, so, you know, Max and his family have moved from California. And like any other kid in a 90s movie and or television show that is the new kid, he's having a go of it. I mean, it's kind of like not that bad, to be honest with you, because it's... He's- He's Massachusetts,
0: super moody
1: yeah he's just like so he's too cool for his own good with his swoopy hair um but you know we we open the movie there's this panning shot of woods and streams and you know what we can only think is uh the landscape of salem massachusetts specifically in october of 1693 and um we have the witches flying on their brooms we don't know what's happening yet but we come down from the sky onto a farmhouse we come to find out that this is the binks family house um and emily and thackeray are thought to be sleeping um uh, side note really quick I did not realize that Thackeray's name was Thackeray um, until I was in high school I, I thought his name was Zachary but that Emily just had a speech impediment
0: Um, that's super common you're not the only one
1: um, but you know now there's the internet so if you search for this movie and you see the list of characters it will say Thackeray and you'll be like "The fuck but guess what it's the 1700s and Thackeray is a name so there you have it um a woman mysteriously shrouded in darkness uh drops down outside the window of Thackeray Banks and he's like oh that woke me up it gave me a spook and Emily's not around and he's like what's going on so he goes outside and he sees this woman basically leading his sister into the woods behind their property which it doesn't matter when or where this happens that'll fuck you up so um he calls his what brother friend i don't know but he's like go gather the others like the witches they got emily so he runs after them he has this whole like tumbling down the forest floor he in the words of um stevie next he falls down to the forest floor um Ugh, and then rolls- i love her <laughs> Um, I forget the name of that song, but it's something about like vampires or something. Falls down to the forest floor. Um, but he chases the witches back to their little cottage that has a really cool like water wheel on the side. Um and I don't think I actually know what those are for, but they're cool looking. Like, um what I think they're do? just
0: for generating some sort of something
1: ok, like energy maybe oh, well,
0: I wouldn't say energy or maybe there was like an maybe it was for a mill,
1: oh, yeah, maybe it's for that or whatever. But so, yeah. so they got a cool water wheel and Zachary Thackeray. oh, shit. Thackery. See? it happens, in. yeah. Um, I'm trying to whitewash it, uh, Americanize it. Thackeray, um, old world, old world names he climbs up the water wheel and climbs into a window at the upper floor and he spies on what they're doing and what they're doing is creating a potion to suck all the lives out of the children in Salem so that they can stay young and beautiful forever. And they're basically doing their test run on Emily Thackeray's little sister. And he's like, nah, I ain't having this. However, he kind of sits around for too long, um, pussy around the situation and gets discovered after they've already fed this potion to Emily, who is now glowing because her soul is ready to be sucked, so you know that sucks, but um <laughs> sucks to suck it do suck to suck and to be sucked um in this situation specifically, um, but so we go, ooh, yes,
0: cat, lil is all about it
1: would, we would love would-
0: spooky time, mm-hmm,
1: that's right, bitch, um. So Mary, played by Kathina Jimmy, has the power to smell children. Um, and she's all like, I smell children. And Winifred, played by Ben Midler, is like, what is this right here, you dumb fool bitch? Um, and because it's Emily, she's like, oh, it's a child. Um, and Sarah doesn't really have any intelligence or special powers other than singing her little, like, entrancing song that... Draws the children to their cottage, um, but that's still important, uh, you know. Sh- but you know, again, in the words of um, Bianca Del Rio, um, "Beauty fades, but dumb is forever." And mm, becomes, that's true. Yeah, I-, I think I think that that is personified in Sarah Sanderson. But it's um, also universal. <laughs> certainly, indeed, I think we all have that person in our li- or persons in our lives. But so. Zachary gets found and they're like, Oh, there's a boy here. And Sarah's all boy crazy. Cause she, Sarah, and um, they're like, hmm, what are we going to do with him? And, you know, he doesn't really say anything too bad to them, but I will say Winifred has really uh, fragile self-esteem that can be broken at the drop of a needle. So she feels offended, in some type of way, by Thackeray. And I would equate Winifred to being a Spoonie in today's day and age. You know, like, she just don't have the energy for anything, but actually, life's not that bad, and you should learn to deal with your life. Um, But because she has witchy powers, she decides to turn Thackeray into a Black cat, and essentially, she does this because... um, Instead of dying, he will live forever with his guilt. Um, get ready, people. I have many Bette Midler impressions to serve to you today. So that happens. They play their little song. Ring the bones and make back. Ring the bones and make back. How would you miss a big? All that shit. So then he turns into a black cat. And he's like, fuck, I'm a cat now. What the fuck am I going to do? So he runs away. They suck <laughs> the soul out of <laughs> Emily. You're a cat. I mean, I... I can't I can't disagree with his original uh train of thought here. Cause like what are you gonna maybe I'll go find a mirror, see what I look like. Am I at least cute and fluffy? Which, spoiler alert, yes he is. Um like I feel like I if I did have a cat, like if we ever get a cat again, I definitely specifically want a black cat. Um oh, of
0: course. My favorite little kitty cat's a black cat. You met her a little baby olive.
1: Yep. And and I probably most likely will try to talk Arthur into naming the cat Thackeray unless it's a girl, because then obviously we need a different name. Cause I don't think Thackeray is very uh, cute for a girl, but we'll <laughs> see what happens in our lives. But so yeah, just Natalie. Does Natalie work? No, nah. we'll figure it out. But um, so Thackeray had asked his friend farmhand dude to go gather the others and they have, and now they're, like, trying to suck the soul out of Emily. But at the same time, they're getting a whole bunch of banging on their door. And they're like, oh, don't don't bother us. We're just three lonely sister women spending a quiet evening at home. And then because Sarah's stupid, then she screams, yes, yeah, sucking the lives out of all the children in Salem. And then we hear Winifred's, like, scream, echoey scream for the first time. And cut to Emily has disappeared because her soul has been sucked. Um, and, you know, like, the the Sanderson sisters are looking, like, a little bit cuter. Like, they're not as witchy rough as they were. Like, maybe their boils and moles have gone away a little bit. And, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker's there is the eye candy. And Kathy Najimy has, like, purple highlights in her hair now. <laughs> um, and all that. She a bad witch now. Mm-hmm. But so... Essentially, what happened was they're like, bitch, you actually witches and a Salem. So hashtag Salem witch trials. Um, but uh, you witches. So you have been condemned to be hung. Um, and so that happened. And they're like, you have any last words? And uh, Winifred is like, duh, bitch, because I'm Winifred Sanderson. So she calls for her book and she says book for the first time. And um, the book comes and in classic book fashion slaps open to a perfect page with a perfect incantation for the situation. And she's like speed reading and she's like, ha you fools. Um, on all Hallow's Eve, when the moon is round, a virgin will summon us up from the ground. Um, she does not specify how much time, but we come to find out later how much that is. Um, and they do a little song, something about arms um don't know the worst of that one but so they're doing that they spit on the ground they do the incantation and then they get hung and we see them get hung we don't see their next break but we see the legs hanging which for 1993 is pretty dark for disney um but then again in retrospect disney mhm was any disney movie actually not pretty dark because like looking back specifically at like beauty and the beast or something that was some heavy shit you know, Stockholm syndrome. Yep. Stockholm syndrome, bestiality, um, losing parents, parents losing their minds because of generative mental diseases. Like that was some heavy shit that Belle was dealing with. Um, but she did it with a smile, like Just any
0: being, like sole provider. Yeah. In a- told where dad's kind of losing his mind and thinks he's this great inventor. Sure. I digress. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so yes, but you know, so um, it would be interesting to delve into the darkness of some of Disney princesses stories, but that seems like another time. Uh, so back to the hokum pokum business. So that's the end cut to uh, now we're no longer in the 1700s. Now we're sitting in the classroom with, max denison in 1993 um and he's not paying attention because he according to his teacher is a child with a laid-back california tie-dye point of view um which is not wrong because um, he is and we come to find out that the denizens have just recently moved to Salem, massachusetts from california which honestly hi i would not be opposed to that um Uh, let me live there in like perpetual wonderful weather um and like in historical buildings that like they clearly were wealthy to live there but not not the point here so he's like pshaw. i don't believe this story of the sanderson sisters this is all a bunch of hocus pocus hey Ah, (laughs) oh oh my god we got a call back to the title already and it's only the first like what 15 minutes of the movie um yeah. yeah so this teacher's like your attitude is really giving me a bummer um and then he's like come on halloween was just created by the candy companies anyway and then his classmate allison is like bitch maybe you should slow your roll because you don't know nothing about Halloween because it just so happens that Halloween is based on uh, the old tradition of All Hallows Eve, where the souls of the dead can come back to mingle with the souls of the living. And he's like, girl, girl, you got a nice head on your shoulders and a good set of boobs. You, you should go out sometime. So he thinks he's all like player mode, which he's not. Because again, you can't be player mode if you're the new kid in school. Like you immediately are going to be hated by everybody according to movies, um, which is basically what's happening. So he's like, you know, if let's say perhaps this all this shit is real and you get scared, you should call me, hear my number. And she like, ugh, gross, but okay, I'll take it from you. And then it's the end of the day, and we get the first panning shot of this, like, gorgeous, perfect, suburban area of Massachusetts with, like, folly vibes, crunchy leaves, chunky sweaters, wonderfulness, and... Um, it's so uh,
0: crisp and clean.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, like, like all he needs is a scarf and a hot beverage, and it would be, like, a Hallmark card picture. So, Uh, He's like getting on his bike and he bumps into Allison, not literally, uh, but he's like, hey, girl. And she's like, hey. Um, And then she hands him a piece of paper after a short interaction and she's like trick or treat, which is like the first really good burn in this movie. Because what we come to find out is that Allison just gave him back his number, which is like, ooh, bitch. Um, So then he goes home. And on the way home, he cuts through a cemetery as a shortcut to his new family's home which like on one hand i'm like it's cool that a shortcut to your home is through a cemetery but i wouldn't cut straight through the actual cemetery plots like i would probably walk around all of the headstones because Mm -hmm. i don't want to fuck with any of that spooky dookie bullshit like uh, even if I didn't believe in ghosts at all, like, at least have respect for the dead. Right? Just a little bit. Yeah, but, you know, you get he... it,
0: are like 15, you think you right. know everything.
1: And, but... you know, he's, he's Max with his California tied back, laid back personality, whatever. So, um, out of nowhere, pops these two children that he goes to school with, um, Jay and Ernie, but, you know, <laughs> um Ernie's name is now Ice because he got it shaved into the back of his head because it's the 90s um and they're like whoa Hollywood Uh, well he asks I think they like ask where he's from he's a California and he's like oh Hollywood and like you we're the stereotypical stoner bros in this movie but we're like also wrapped up into one the bullies as well so like You ain't got nothing to give us. Give me your shoes. And like, here's my question about the situation. He's on a bike. Just bike away.
0: Just bike away. Like, it's probably all downhill anyway. You'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Don't give them your shoes. Like, even, even if he was not on his bike and he was off the bike, you have a bike. And a bike... In a, any situation, if you pick it up and swing it, is now a very large <laughs> battering ram weapon. So, which
0: takes me back to my favorite movie of all time, *Seth Brothers*.
1: Ugh. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, we we have we have proof here that bikes can be weapons. And even if he didn't want to pick it up and swing it at them because he's not that strong, he could have rode the bike into them. There's so many options here, but regardless, he gets his shoe stolen and it shouldn't have happened because he could have avoided it easily. But now he's all pissy because he just lost his new sneakers and he's not liked by anybody in school because he's the new kid and it's high school. Um, So he goes home and his parents are like yo what's up and he does that like pissy thing where it's like "Ah, no one likes me my day was horrible when he goes upstairs to his room which is like gorgeous because he has like this little staircase up to this like little colonial balcony looking like clock tower thing situation um and he just needs to be more thankful than he is for what he has in his life Um, I agree he's kind of just like a whiny bitch yeah but he'll get there I guess kind of by the end of the movie Uh, not really but whatever Um, so he starts doing the teenager thing where he probably has blue balls because he was in school for eight hours and teenage men are super duper horny and need to get out there Aggression somehow. So he like basically starts dry humping this pillow and calling it Allison, and he's like telling the pillow about how it has such nice boobs, which he calls yabos, and uh, that's kind of where the word yabos is spurred from in this film. And then there's like this like creepy kind of like scary movie trope thing where like we think that there's something bad in his closet and we're seeing him on his bed from the villain's point of view. But then we come to find out it's just his little sister, Danny dressed up like a witch hiding in his closet, spying on him. Um, and we immediately pretend like the tension has been broken in this situation, but no, no, like, you just spied on your brother kind of semi-masturbating, and that's gross. Like, you should apologize and go away. But instead, she decides to ignore all of this and basically preach to him about how he needs to take her trick-or-treating, and she doesn't know anybody yet because they're new in town, so he has to do it, but he doesn't want to do it because he's a teenager. Um and because basically they're both kind of spoiled brats, she just like does that like screamy thing where she's like, mom. And then because he is the most angsty teenager in the world, he storms up half of the staircase to his little like rich man balcony and then plops down like hump. And it's like, oh yeah, you really showed us there, Max. Like when I'm rich and moi um, at least that's how I think about it now as an adult.
0: Right. He's very angsty. He's little boy. Super,
1: like, he's super angsty. Like, <sighs> he should be writing sad songs about something and then, you know, um, making lots of money off of it or something. Like, you could be selling these angsty songs to, like, emo punk bands and they probably would make money. Like, no one likes me. I'm so sad. Uh, I don't <laughs> have any friends. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway. Sounds
0: like sounds like songs I wrote in my head in high school. I get it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or like songs that um, Lady Gaga wrote for A Star Is Born. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, so, so there's that. So, so now basically because it's the real world and shit actually has to move along in this movie, Max is gonna go trick or treating with Danny, and because apparently there's nothing in the house that he can use as for a costume whatsoever. Um, he just puts his jacket on with a hat and some sunglasses, and he calls himself a rapper, but Danny thinks that he's a little leaguer. Um, and I don't think that it's a coincidence that little Leaguer sounds like little eager because let's be honest, Max is a little eager um, for something, and so.
0: Triggered...
1: <laughs> for those yabos bitch um, so they trigger or treating Max is being a frumpy frumpy doopoo mess and uh, Danny's like cool I'm getting my candy I'm just like a witch da 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 and then uh, what happens they come across all the teenage stoner people from school And like this is like the first time that Max is showing a little bit of brotherly instinct like um, you know protective instinct where he's like oh no stay away from them but because Danny is a stereotypical uh, privileged white girl um, in her age range she's like bullshit I'm getting my candy and so they stop her like every other child because they're older and formidable and she's like I ain't giving you my motherfucking candy bitches and then basically Danny is like my big brother will beat you up and they're like oh who's your big brother and she's like he's right over there and they're like oh my god it's Hollywood and they're like oh it's so nice you trick or treating with your sister what are you supposed to be and then he's like I don't want to talk to you and this is where danny goes for your information he's a little eager um which just lands in such a deliciously awful way on purpose um and so you know in dan uh in in max's mind his entire life is over because now He has been embarrassed out in public to a group of children that he goes to school with. Because remember, when you're in high school, there is no other part of the world that exists. It's just high school, and it's the most important thing. Um, We've all been there. So he's all pissed at Danny, and he's like, you know what? I'm out of here. You can go trick-or-treating all by yourself, bitch, because I can't. Um, And like, rightfully so, she's like, we just moved here. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. I need adult supervision. And you can't leave me here. <laughs> right. Um, and he's like, nah, this is done. So, um, she storms off. He follows, she ends up landing in like the straw pile in front of this gorgeous mansion looking house. And he does like a brotherly thing where he kind of like the, I got your nose joke, but he's like, Whoa, I just saw something go across the moon. And then he like tickles her. And like, like, we're like best friends again now. Yeah. So, then they're like whoa this house looks legit like maybe they'll have really good candy so they don't really even like knock on the door they just kind of go into the for for foray for a far what is that entry room the entry room for foyer foyer there it is um i have a grasp on the english language most days so but it's just never when we're recording so whenever um so there's, like, this giant pot of, like, full-size candy bars and shit. And they're like, yo, jackpot. Um, and they're like, whoa, cool. And then from the stairs we hear Max Denison. Um, oh, and it, turn- it turns out that they have stumbled into the abode of Allison and um, – her parents, obviously, because she's in high school, so she doesn't live on her own. But um,
0: Allison and her yabos Allison, have a whole abode.
1: Yes, because um, they need it, and you know she <laughs> just casually walks around in a bustier all day long, just making sure that those yabos are perky. And I mean,
0: imagine how long it would have taken her to get ready.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like who helped her with that? Do they have servants? Like I don't know. Um I mean,
0: She looks like she should.
1: Right, and it is it it is New England, so I don't know, maybe. But so she's in this gorgeous like dress and the whole thing, and then we come to find out that there's a masquerade party happening on Halloween that her parents are hosting because clearly they're rich as a fuck, and um, she's on candy duty. But apparently. Candy duty means that she can walk away at any anytime she wants, which doesn't really make sense because, Bishop, let me tell you something. If I was on candy duty, I took that shit seriously. Like, for the whole night, if I was doing candy duty, I was sitting in a chair close to the door because in Springfield, when the trick-or-treaters started coming, they kept coming for hours on end. Right um
0: side of town really didn't get a lot of trick-or-treaters. It still doesn't.
1: I mean, we... I guess we were closer to the middle of town than, than you guys were, but like, because mm-hmm. so like so many little kids from like Caldwell school, cause that was right around the corner from us. And that was one of the elementary schools. Like we just got like an onslaught for a couple of hours and then you get the teenagers that think they're really cool and they like may not even come in a costume, but they have a pillowcase with them and you're like, fine, have, have a bag of, Utz pumpkin shaped pretzels because this is what my parents buy. You know? Such a
0: good choice as an adult. That is a perfect choice.
1: Yeah, my my parents never really got the candy, and in retrospect, I understand why because I probably would have just eaten a lot of it myself.
0: <laughs> Same.
1: Um, sorry, I'm not sorry for being a fat kid. Like, and like, no one ever wanted the almond joys. Almond joys are fucking delicious. Get over yourself and try not one.
0: Fancy. I don't like coconut
1: okay well okay but here's the thing you know why i respect that opinion because you can say i don't like it because i don't like one of the main ingredients sure that makes perfect sense some people are just like "Ew, no, that looks gross um i like
0: coconut in certain things but like the texture of that coconut specifically i am not a fan of
1: well yeah because it's like it's kind of like an unbaked kind of mushy yes yeah, so it's like an unbaked not a macaron, but a macaroon, like like the, the like the Eastern mm-hmm. European macaroon. Like, it's the same texture as the batter that you then put in the oven to dry it out, but it's not mm-hmm. dry. Yeah, um,
0: I think that's why I don't like it. It's yeah, too mushy. Well,
1: I love it, but you know, uh, there's usually not a candy that I haven't met that I don't love. So, we digress, because um, this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, she comes downstairs, she's like, Whoa, what are you dressed as, Danny? And she's like, a Sanderson sister. And she's like, what? She's like, Yeah, we just heard about them in school. And she's like, You know, my mother used to manage the Sanderson sister museum, but they shut it down because a lot of spooky things used to happen there. Um, and she's like, nah, really? And she's like, Yeah, bitch. And then in the course of that, she hands Danny the most picture perfect chocolate lollipop and i don't think these are really a thing as much as they used to be but you know as well as i do that in the 90s chocolate lollipops were like such a thing to have at parties and for special occasions and you could like oh yep yeah you get the molds.
0: The and chocolate yep
1: yes and you get the molds that like michael's or something and there's all the different like colored chocolate melts to decorate it but like this witch on a broom chocolate lollipop is so perfectly colored and perfectly decorated like i want it in my life like one of the things on my bucket list is to either find or ultimately have to create by myself the witch chocolate lollipop from this movie And then eat it. Probably while I'm dressed up like a witch.
0: It's probably not that hard to find. Now.
1: Well, maybe. Maybe. Um, Anybody who's listening that may know where to locate such a uh, culinary delicacy, please let me slash us know because I want it. Um, But anyway, so enough about my culinary endeavors. Um, So she's like... uh, I, nobody here at the party would even know if I'm gone. Do you want to go? Like, we can look around. And and Danny's like, I don't know. Um, and, oh, wait, but I forgot the most important part of this interaction. So she's like, oh, I like your costume. And then Danny's like, thanks, I like your dress. It, it makes your, um, what do you call them, Max? Yabos? Um, it makes them look really great. Uh, Alex likes, I mean, Alex max likes your yabos right right max and then he's drinking some cider and he spits it like spit take it back into the cup because he's like danny shut the fuck up but like it true max love allison's yabos um
0: max is a teenage boy so i feel like he likes any yabos
1: yeah but i feel like max just like knowing enough about max because i've seen this movie i can't even count how many times like I'm pretty sure what Max wanted to do is not even really touch them. Like I feel like he wants to motorboat these yabbos.
0: I mean, that's probably <laughs> a fairly accurate statement, especially for like being a teenager and not knowing what to do with yabbos. Yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like mo- <laughs> motorboating is probably the uh, the instinct that
1: occurs. Yeah. But I just feel like Allison also has very motor boderal yabos. Like they're just like they're perky and they're round and they're like probably like a probably like a C cup-ish. So they're like they're good, but they're not going to like suffocate him. Apparently, I know more about boobs than I thought I did. I'm going to stop right now. We're going to cut off that train of thought. It's pretty impressive, to be honest. I mean, I grew up with all women. I work in the female reproductive health field so I know a lot about vajajos and baboobabs um, are those medical terms no they're they're the terms I <laughs> use in my head just to put some levity into my life because it's really it's really gross to be like so this is your vagina these are your fallopian <laughs> tubes
0: <laughs> show me your fallopes
1: so show me your fallopes um, <laughs> whip those things around play that would be gross as fuck that would could you imagine if in a horror movie and I feel like if it was gonna happen in a horror movie it would be in um like terrifier 2 or something where whatever the fucking clown's name is he would like rip out some girls fallopian tubes and then play like hopscotch with them or something
0: or um use them as a balloon animal
1: oh that's even grosser
0: (laughs) And to be honest with you, I don't really care for Terrifier all that much. And I've said it before.
1: Yep. And I completely agree with you. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like, it's not that great. And I don't know why some people love it. Like, it's not... fan Anyway, so, I mean, will I see the second one? Yes. Just so I can say that I've seen it and do my research. And maybe it won't be as bad as the first one, but...
0: There's also a prequel and it's terrible.
1: There's a prequel called what...
0: Oh, I don't know I'll have it to doesn't... look it up but I saw it on I want to say maybe like Shutter or something and it was awful
1: Ugh, well now I have to look into that um but I'll do continue, homework continue
0: while I google
1: Continue while I Google. So long story short, we're talking about the Yabos, blah, 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 blah. Allison goes upstairs, gets into something more comfortable, like basically jeans and a sweatshirt or whatever. No, it's a sweater. It's like a sweatshirt sweater. It's like a crew neck sweatshirt. So um, they go to the museum and, uh, you know, they're walking there. They're talking there. Danny's like, please don't make me go. Um, ultimately they strike up this deal that if she agrees to go next year, they're going to go Halloween trick or treating as Mary, uh, Wendy, I mean, Wendy and Peter Pan, um, with tights, um, specifically. So it's
0: called, it's called all Hallow's Eve.
1: Oh, I feel like. I've seen that movie multiple times and maybe even bookmarked it, but never actually watched it.
0: It's literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
1: Well, good. That means I have to see it, obviously. So... Oh, I don't
0: even think you can, to be honest.
1: All right. Well, that's fine. Uh, like, I'll... it's
0: not It's not good enough for you to waste your time.
1: Well, I got to do laundry later. I mean, I got to waste my time some way. So, um... yeah. So so there's that. So so they go into the museum, they're looking around. It's like, you know, gross, cobwebby. Like honestly, how long was this thing shut down for? Cuz like they make it sound like a couple months, but it is real cobwebby in there. I know it's to set the mood and all that shit, but like it, it should not be that zordy. Um but it is. And so they walk around. It's like no light on. So Allison's like, "Oh, I got to find the lights." Uh, max is like again like super duper california laid-back tie-dye point of view shit like gets a lighter from the desk and is like i got a lighter now so i'm like real broody and shit and i can flip this open and light it because i'm cool so he's like looking for the lights everyone's looking for the lights they find the lights finally and allison starts showing Danny around, like, this is the cauldron. These are their brooms. Here in this glass case is Winifred's spell book. Um, And it is said that it is encased in the flesh of humans and given to her by the devil and all these things. Um, And then because Max is a jackass, he's like, what's this thing? And Allison's like, it's the black flame candle um and uh you know lore goes that if a virgin lights the black flame candle on all hallows eve the witches will return and he's like uh, yeah okay well let me light up this shit and they're like no max don't do it but of course he does it which you know basically seals his fate that he is now telling the girl that he has a huge crush on specifically because of her yabos that he a virgin. So good call Max. Um, And like the black flame happens. And like, this must've been like super cool. I remember thinking it was super cool in the nineties when I saw it for the first time that like the flame was black, like it's actually a black flame candle. Like how did right. they do that? Oh my God. Like CGI. Um. And there's really not much CGI in this movie. Most of it is physical effects. And it's like light physical effects, because there's not that many effects going on um, to tell this story. But like all the effects are done very well. And that's another reason why this movie is fantastic. Because next, what happens is because a virgin lit the black flame candle, um, everything starts going haywire. There's, you know, smoke machines from somewhere happening. But the cool thing is, is like all the lights are popping back on and the floorboards are sh- the, the floorboards <laughs> floor-blords. the floorboards floorboards the floorboards are shaking um and i always thought it was super cool how there was that like green neon light under it um like some bullshit was really about to go down and they're like oh my god we got to hide like what the fuck is going on so they hide because the front door slams open. And who it be? it be the Sanderson sisters. They're back from the dead. And they're like, holy shit, we're back. Um, And, you know, priority straight here. The first thing that Winifred does is go for her spell book. The first thing that Sarah goes for is her lucky rat's tail, which she apparently hid up in like the rafters of the roof. Okay, whatever. Uh, but she finds it. And they're like, oh my god, we're back um, And they're like Still just as pretty As they were after they sucked The one soul out of Emily But they're still like, oh my god Now that we're back We gotta suck all the lives out of The Children of Salem tonight um, Or we Dead for reals this time Got uh, a
0: lot of ground to cover
1: Yeah So they're like, we got to get our plan in action like right now, TBH. Um, And of course, because her two sisters are probably like adult onset ADHD, Winifred has to wrangle them. And she's like, bitches, listen to me. We have this one night to suck all of the lives out of all the children in Salem or else it's dusk. Something kablooey. And they're like, ah. So, um they're like, okay, let's get this shit going. So, so Winifred taps the glass that the book is in, and she's like, book. Um, and she w- <laughs> she wakes up the book, and it's like, oh my god, this book got an eyeball in it. That's some gross ish shit. Um, <laughs> so then finally, Mary's like, wait, I think I smell a child, and what they're smelling. It could be and specifically they're smelling danny and they find danny and they're like oh my god look it's a little witch and she's like hello sisters tis i (laughs) um and she's like tis me who brought you back um and they're like oh what a clever little witch um and then she's like well conveniently you are here and you're a child so can we suck your life out like could you just like stay here for like an hour like put your life on pause so we could feed you something that I gotta make first um, but of course because Max and Allison are there they're like uh we should probably go save your sister so they go and do that and they're like yo what's up boo she ain't the only child here we teenagers but we're still technically categorically children um and they're like whoa who you be where you from and Max is like I'm a magician person and watch I make flame in my hand. And then Winifred's like, look, he makes fire in his hand. Um, and basically he's like, I will make it rain, the burning rain of death. And they're like, bullshit motherfucker. And he do, because he puts his lighter to the sprinkler system and the sprinkler system gets set off. Um, so of course when he do that, the fire department get cold, but in the whole, like, you know, Uh, hullabaloo of the situation because oh they've been dead for a long time they don't know what a sprinkler system is so they think that he really made water come from the sky inside Um, and that's even impressive to three witches that are from Salem Uh, so they're like oh my god we're dying we're dying oh my god we're dying and then finally like they're on the floor they do a lot of like falling on the floor like they're melting because they're witches and whatever but they don't actually ever melt so um wonderful it's finally like wait uh ain't no big deal so she's like what is this and she's like "Ah, oh, tis but water um and tis but water indeed so they're like fuck this shit we gotta go find them because in the whole hullabaloo as well um allison smashed the glass case that the book is in and she has stole it so they can't do the potion thing and suck all the lives of the children of salem so now we get to the main part of the movie, which is basically a cat and mouse chase between the children and the Sanderson sisters, but they both are technically a group of three children because let's be honest, the Sanderson sisters are also children themselves. Um, And like, now we just get into like the really enjoyable, like we got witches who've been dead for a long time and they're in like, you know, the, the nineties now and shit is different and real. So They don't know what like um, asphalt is. And they're like, oh my god. It's like a black river. Um, We don't want to fall in it. But, you know, uh, Winifred pushes Sarah. And she thinks she's going to drown. But then she don't. Because she's like, tis but firm. Or tis firm. Or something like that. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And so, cat and mouse chase begins. You know, things are happening. They're like, What are we going to do now? So also in the rigmarole, um, Banks, Thackeray Banks, as the black cat comes and is like, the fuck did you do? Um, You woke up the witches. Why you do that? So they're like, wait, you're a cat and you can talk? That's weird. Um, And so he's like, come with me. You should trust me because I'm a talking cat. Um, Which I guess, like, honestly... Not the worst decision that they made in the movie. But so, like, we got to get to the cemetery because the witches can't walk in the cemetery because it's hollow ground. So they do that. And Banks tells them the whole story about what happened was and how they got to defeat the witches before daylight. So they're like, okay, I did not expect to have to take on this much responsibility um, tonight. But I guess I have fucked up because I'm a virgin. So let's do it so um they're like what are we gonna do and basically they are just trying to keep the book away from the witches and make sure they don't make the potion um so that they can't lock they can't suck all the lives out of the children in Salem but of course the Sanders and sisters are like nah bitch it gonna happen so um I mean, let's, like, what happens here, right? So there's the cool part in the cemetery where they go underground um, because they awaken Billy, who's, like, the zombie character in this film. And they're like, ah, we got to run. And I always thought that the part of the movie where they're, like, in the sewer system was really cool for some reason, And I think it's because they took the time to make it so detailed that, like, in the sewer system, there's even some of the really old graves that are starting to cave in from the bottom so that the skeletons are, like, coming out. Um, Thought it was cool. So they're running. The witches are chasing them. They're like, we got to tell our parents because apparently telling your parents is always the way to solve a problem in a Disney movie. Um, but all the parents are at this Halloween dance at like what I guess is town hall or whatever. Um, yeah,
0: it's totally like um adult prom, <laughs> yeah, adult Halloween party prom,
1: yeah. So, yeah, um, so they're like, ah, uh, let's do it. And then the witches are chasing them, and then they're like on their way to the dance, and they're like, um, mm, let's figure out how to navigate modern life. Um, and so they get on a bus and the bus driver is like super awkwardly having a sexually charged conversation with Sarah Jessica Parker, like surprise, surprise. Um, and then basically um, they find the whole situation with who they think is the devil. And, um, and they go in the house and it's awkward and they get Clark bars and Mary thinks it's a chocolate covered finger of a man named Clark. Um, but then it's not because it's <laughs> just candy. Spoiler alert. And um, they run over Banks with the bus and then he comes back to life and he's like, oh, I hate when that happens. Um, and that's when they find out that he is actually immortal because of Winifred's spell. And so they get to the dance and the most iconic part of this movie happens where um, they're like, what happened? And and they're like, a virgin lit the black flame candle. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? So they're trying to find their parents. They find their mom and dad. Dad is dressed up as dad Dula, which is like annoying. Um, such a dad joke it's super duper a dad joke and mom is like cone bra madonna but like so super detailed in like a it doesn't super look like madonna anymore kind of way but it's still iconic it's fine so they're like come on listen to us but of course as in any movie um they're like our children are crazy they don't know what they're talking about because they're not adults so they're not listening but they should be listening and they don't um and the mom to Danny is like Danny how much candy have you had and she's like not even one fucking piece mom stop trying to gaslight me you fucking bitch like that's basically what her line should have been like let's be honest right don't patronize me mom um and so max gets on stage um interrupts the band dressed as skeletons um and at this point the sanderson sisters have already gotten there and they have started to sing the song i put a spell on you made famous by multiple people um but before that they were uh playing witchcraft by frank sinatra and, of course, because she's that bitch, Winifred Sanderson thinks that he is singing directly to her, um, which culminates in Max getting on stage and saying, your children are in danger. And maybe not the best decision because it's basically like screaming fire in any enclosed space um, because it's a room full of parents with children. Um And you can't just do that, you know? So he does. So he clearly gets their attention. And he's like, look, the black flame candle was lit. The witches are running amok. Amok, amok, amok. Um, And I had to say that at some point, you know what I mean? I mean, Um,
0: it's iconic to this film. So, yes.
1: That's like one of Sarah Jessica Parker's most... Um, iconic lines from this film. Iconic, iconic. Um, so then he's like, "Look, they're right there." And then because it's Bette Midler, she knows how to, you know, suck all the energy from a room and put it on her because she's a fucking class act. And she goes, "Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction." Um, and then I put a spell on you. Happens, which is like, you know, the iconic or iconic um, musical number from this film. Um, And I would perform the whole thing for you, but I'm only one person and there's backup singers involved, but also we don't need to do that. (laughs) It is on our playlist. I wish that they like had an official recorded version of the Bit Midler version, but they don't. Um but you know oh, I was
0: really surprised.
1: Yeah, it it annoys me so. Um but you can watch it on YouTube or obviously if you own this movie in some capacity you can just turn it on and watch it. Um but you know uh Winifred introduces herself to Salem and says, "Hello Salem, my name is Winifred, what's yours?" and all the things and um she's like, "Basically, you're going to dance. You're going to dance until you die." Um and they cast the spell Ame Ikabbae Automati Ebadai. Ame Ikba Adam in amas. Hey, I say bye-bye. So all that that happens. Um and now they're like in a trance where they're gonna dance until they die. And there's that one shot where mom starts to like very emphatically do like Madonna voguing. <laughs> and it's with really her funny. with
0: her cone bra and the with kids her are like old. <laughs> And the kids are, like, ultra embarrassed by their mom. And it's, like, if your mom is, like, happening enough at that age to still want to do that, let her, don't make her feel embarrassed.
1: And, like, if your mom's in good enough shape to wear that and look good, and, like, she committed to that costume. Like, she had the um you know the the what are those called the like the side mics or whatever like the oh
0: yeah like she the had headset
1: the whole going, yeah the headset that's what it's called and she had the high ponytail like she had the whole thing down i will say i think her bra was pointier and like larger in terms of scale than madonna's so like that's the only thing like potential like like health hazard like especially if you're a child and your eyes are at the line of her boobs, like step back, you know, you're done. You're done. Um, I hope you liked being able to see. Um, But yeah, so, so now it's like, holy fuck, these witches like enchanted all of our parents into dancing until they die. And they're still pursuing the children. um, And they go into an alleyway behind a seafood restaurant. And through a happy accident of bumping into an old oven, Allison has an idea. So now we get into this like goosebumpsy moment where it's like creepy announcer over the loudspeaker in the school. Um, they basically get the Sanderson sisters to come to the school and they're like, what is this place? And Winifred's like, um, it's a prison for children, which not wrong. Not wrong, like pretty, pretty accurate. Um And so they're going around. Max is, uh, you know, kind of poking and prodding at them over the loudspeaker. And their master plan is to lock the Sanderson sisters in the kiln of the art room, which for some reason is, like, through the library. Like, it's a whole thing. But they get there. There's some, like, children's um, projects in there that are ready to get fired and stuff but they have a very classic like 80's boombox in there playing a teach yourself French tape Um, and it's specifically trying to teach somebody how to say where is the library Um, I want my book where is my book um and it's just really funny because uh spoiler alert they think the witches die they go outside um they dance around in front of the friend's fountain Mm -hmm. but in this one night that they have on earth they're basically immortal so they got all toasty roasty but they didn't die um this movie would have been super dark if they stayed as toasty roasty as they would have gotten if they did get burnt alive. That would have been some shit, right? That is actually a great Halloween costume idea. The Sanderson sisters, but post being in the kiln. That would be some fucked up but really cool bullshit that I would want to see. Right. Um. So they break down the door and, and Winifred's like, good evening. I want to find my book. Um and I just think it's really funny. Uh, basically, anything that Midler does, I will worship. So there's that. I agree. She's gay, iconic. She is super. She's the divine Miss M. She started out her career by playing music in gay bathhouses, and gay bathhouses are just another name for sex dungeons. So
0: sex dungeon.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's fucking ally of the century. Um. So I mean, yeah. She
0: knows her audience and she knows uh how to care for them.
1: Yeah. And yeah, she knows where she came from. She respects and is thankful for where she came from. So right,
0: she is never gonna take that for granted. She oh. knows she knows her gay children love her.
1: Oh, absolutely. So and like the best thing about her as well is like she knows how well loved this movie is and she leans into it so hard because she also genuinely loved making this movie. Like, I always, like, Kathy and Jimmy to me is, like, kind of weird. Like, I don't know what she has going on in her life. I don't know super much about her, but, like, she always comes off really bitchy, and it's probably because of something going on with her. Um, but she just is like, ugh, I can do without you. And Sarah Jessica Parker is a whole nother topic because she's, like a very weird individual that lives a charmed life. So anyway, um, the witches have survived being kilned and um, they're like, okay, these children are really trying to like get our goat here. We got to fuck them the shit up. Like I can't anymore. So they're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go real hard, real ham. Um, We're going to let them think that they have this. And then we're going to completely and utterly rock their fucking worlds. Um, and so they go home. They, the children, I mean, Max and Allison and and Danny and Thackeray Banks. Um, they go back to the Denison's house. And Danny's like being super cute and like, oh, like Thackeray, um, uh, you can live with us now. Um, I'll take care of you. And, like, she has created this really almost awkwardly hypersexualized bond with this cat, kind of. Like, I don't know if that's just me, and I'm reading too far into it, but that's kind of, like, where it seems it's going sometimes. And he's like, um, you're just gonna make me a fat house cat. And she's like, yeah, bitch. Like, duh. Like, you're welcome. So, um they basically settle in and Allison and Max are like now like heavy flirt mode. And like, I like Allison, but at the same time, I understand that traumatic experiences can be bonding for people, but he's still the same boy that you only met this morning. Um Don't fuck him. You know, like...
0: Which is also the most hilarious thing about this movie is that it literally takes place in the course of, like, 12 hours. Well,
1: yeah, it's it's October 1993. <laughs> um, Halloween
0: 93. Exactly,
1: exactly 300 years, right? Down to the day. The were just back, and there's hell to pay. Anyway, so... um, So she's like, yo, you got some salt up in this bitch? And he's like, we just unpacked, but maybe. And so... They find the salt and they almost kiss and it's like, ugh, this is not 90210. Stop it. And, um...
0: Gag me with a spoon.
1: Yeah, gag me with a fucking spoon. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Whatever you want to do. Just don't. I don't want to see this. So then they, like, go upstairs. Um, well, actually, they're not upstairs. Danny's upstairs with Banks and she's, like, passed the fuck out because she's a child and they had a very eventful evening. Um... And little did they know that the witches are on their way um, to fuck shit up. And they steal Danny and the book. And um, they have this, you know, giant shaker of like Morton's table salt. And um, Allison is like vigorously, furiously trying to get a ring of salt around her because she's like, You know, a ring of salt will keep evil at bay. And um, basically it don't work. Uh, Not because it doesn't actually work, but because, like, the witches already got what they wanted and now they're gone. Um, And so now they have captured Danny, and they have the spell book. Um, So it's like, uh uh-oh, shit's about to go down. And so basically she's like, all right, we got to strike while the iron is hot. She being Winifred because she's the head honcho here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, here's what the we're head,
0: the head witch in charge.
1: She's the HW. Mm-hmm. Um, So she's like, Sarah, you got to go sing your song and get all the children to come here. And Mary just don't fuck shit up. <laughs> like, you know, um, And uh, so now there's this, like, really, like, calm, serene, like, dark water, like, really kind of creepy, but also kind of relaxing, like, minute of this enchanting song that Sarah does to lure the children to the cabin. And I do wonder is it Sarah Jessica Parker singing or not? Because Sarah Jessica Parker does have history in musical theater, so it could be her. Um, I'm yeah, talking- I
0: don't know. I never really looked into it, but it could be.
1: Yeah, so I don't need the answer to that, but it's just a, a you know a question to put out there into the other. But so, essentially, the song goes, come little children, I'll take thee away into a land of enchantment. Come little children, the times come to play here in My Garden of Magic, which saying it without singing it, actually, I'm realizing right now is also awkwardly sexually charged because she's talking about a garden of magic and that very well could be um, her vagina that she's talking about.
0: (laughs) I mean, it could be, but it could be like a soothing, serene place of like
1: peace. Yeah. It's it's, like, just kidding, I'm going to
0: fucking steal your soul.
1: Yeah. uh, I mean, it's a Disney movie. It's 1993. Um, everything is awkwardly sexually charged. We just don't see it as small children. Like same thing with the Lion King with the sex being like, you know, spelled out in the stars and all the shit. So we're just going to put a pin in that and not come back to it because who cares? But this is a song that really short side story. I used to sing around my house all the fucking time to the point where I creeped my little sister out. (laughs) And my mom Jamie. got so yeah, poor Jamie. Um, and my mom got so fucking pissed at me. <laughs> She'd be like, "Shut the fuck up." Um, and uh, I thought it was funny, but whatever. Um, because I kept doing it, obviously. So I was obsessed with the song. Um, I, I think I was also more so obsessed with being like this very glamorous witch on my broomstick and like the broom choreography here that Sarah Jessica Parker has like with the, like she leans forward, like a ballerina reaching for the pole and then she pulls it back and she pulls it up and she swings her arms around and it's like a whole thing. Um, and it's just like super like, um, glamorous cause she looks good with the wind, but it's also like very elegant. Um, it's
0: super hard to believe that like this actually (laughs) was a Disney movie
1: yeah it's like it's one of those blips on the radar and like honestly like thank you uh, you know Kenny Ortiz Ortiz um, Ortiz, uh, because he is he he's looking out for the homos ultimately that's really my point here so yeah I mean not Kenny Ortiz Kenny Ortega oh my God I'm so sorry Kenny you got your last Kenny name can you ortega so um yeah so long story short you know another long story with another short story within this very long story um sarah gets the small children to come to the cabin and um they're all like entranced and they're just like walking out of their houses and walking however far it is into the forest to the sanderson's cottage um and while that was happening, Winifred was making a pot. of soul sucking soup or whatever. Ooh, what a yep. alliteration. That was great. So, um, of course they're like, we are going to test it out on Zanny because that bitch is a bitch. Because again, uh, Winifred with her really fragile self-esteem is really pissed off that Danny called her ugly. Um, But like, sorry, it happens. And also... Sorry about it. Like, you know... You're
0: ugly on the inside.
1: Yeah, you're ugly on the inside. So get over it. But so basically they try to fool them into thinking that it's already sun up because they don't know what headlights in a car are. So they um, do the high beams and they're like, oh, my God, it's sunlight. And they're like, no, it's sunlight. And so (laughs) they pretend to melt again. And in that process, they knock over the pot oh soul sucking soup juice or whatever um and they're like no they're like oh my god what are we gonna do now um and um what I think is uh really cool is what happened next when they realize they ain't dead and um they're driving in like (laughs) It's like some type of sports utility vehicle that Max's parents own. Um, I feel like they actually spec. Yeah. Uh, oh no, 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 never mind. There's a fact about the fake cops' motorcycle and that it's a Kawasaki KZ1000P. Oh, wow. oh wow! Oh
0: <laughs> wow!
1: Um, you know, just just to specify, you know, for all those for all those niche listeners who are here for the motorcycle content, there you go. Um
0: gearheads out
1: there. Yeah, room vroom, motherfucker. So I don't know how they filmed this, but it's really cool where the witches are on their brooms, like right next to the car, and they're like trying to get the car off the road and all the things. Um and it don't work. But so basically, uh they get back onto All Hollow Grounds again in the Samatari. And, like, of course, now they're, like, super-duper ready this time, right? Because they have Morton's table salts and um, all the things. Uh, but they get to the cemetery, and yeah. Billy is there. And Billy's like, I'm a zombie. Um, but little do they realize that he's not a bad zombie, he's a good zombie. Because he hates the Sanderson sisters because they kill him. And that's no bueno. So... They get there on their brooms and like they can float over the hollow ground, but they can't be on it. Right. So it's like cool and whatever. So so we think that Billy is going to like hurt Max, but um, he takes Max's pocket knife and doesn't hurt Max. He uses it to cut open his mouth, which now we know real moths flew out of. Um, And he calls Winifred Sanderson a bunch of choice words um, because, you know, she a bitch and she do bad things to him. So she's like, oh my God, you're not on our side? Let me kick your head off then. So she do. Um, And so basically the plan is put Danny and Billy's plot and cover the whole thing uh, in a circle of salt so that they can't get to her. And then we'll figure everything else out from there. So a battle ensues. They had just enough of the potion to have at least one soul, right? To, like, hold them over. Um, But as usual, the bad guys in throwing around their power were blinded by their power and forgot about a lot of the other factors involved. And their plan falls apart um, because good always wins in the end. Duh. So there's this whole like uh I'm gonna say like physical altercation between Max and Winifred, and she's like, you would give your soul for your sister's soul. That's some bullshit, but okay, I'll suck it. Um, ew, that didn't sound right. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh but so iconically um, the sun is actually coming up now. Max is all glowy, but before Winifred gets the chance to suck any of his soul, um, from him, not out of him, please, let's not make this dirty, people. Um, could you imagine, like, I'm gonna suck you so hard, I'm gonna suck your soul out. Ugh, okay, never mind. I never said that. Just pretend I never said that, okay? <laughs>
0: it's too late, you can't it.
1: <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable with myself now. Anyway... Moving along. So, iconically, Sarah and Mary explode into giant, like, uh, glittery light bombs in the sky. And then Winifred turns to stone and then explodes into her green light show of green sparkles. So, they've actually defeated the Sanderson sisters this time. Um, And... Everything seems pretty hunky-dory. And um, Danny's like, whoa, we did it. And um, it's like, oh, no. Um, Wait, what's going on with Binks? I can't find him. And then they find him. Binks is, like, dead. And they're like, oh, my God, Binks died. But it's because his curse was connected to the Sanderson sisters. And now that they're gone forever, he can finally move on. So he does. And we see a glowy... Uh, ghosty version of the guy from NCIS being like, Emily? Emily? And Emily's like, Thackeray Binks! Thackeray Binks! And then they find each other and she's like, Thackeray, where have thou been? And he's like, it's a long story, but I had to wait 300 years for a virgin to light a black flame candle. I've and just then just been
0: a cat for 300 years.
1: Yeah, like, no big deal. I've just been, like, a cat, you know? Um, just, like, chilling. Killing mice, I don't know, whatever cats do.
0: Chill. And mind of my business.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um and so then they walk off into like this gated heaven situation, I guess, at the end. Um and then we cut to black and then there's um a repeat of the Sanderson sisters' version of I put a spell on you. Um and then Almost post credit scene, but not really. It's more like mid credit scene. Um the two stoner bully guys, uh Jay and Ice or Bernie, um oh yeah. They got captured by the Sanderson sisters, no big deal. Like that's honestly like not but anyway, they got captured, but the Sanderson sisters are gone now, so they're like stuck in these like crates that they put them in to hang them from the ceiling. Um, the best. Yeah, I mean, hopefully somebody will find them. We're I mean, not. it's the middle of the night, so maybe if they start screaming once it's daylight, somebody will find them. But maybe not. Um, but, you know, <laughs> no big deal. It's like not morbid or anything, Disney, right? Um, we'll uh, fine.
0: Somebody find them. They'll know they're missing.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Um, and uh, Max got his sneakers back, by the way. Uh, I mean because, that's
0: the most important thing about this whole movie.
1: Really, like if nothing else happened in this film, Max got his sneakers stolen and then he got his sneakers back. And that is just a story that reflects everything in life, right? You if you lose something, you fight to get it back. And that's what hard work and perseverance is. So
0: that's, that's the theme of this movie.
1: That is definitely the theme of this movie. That's why it's called Hogus Pocus, obviously. So um, the other thing is that, um, one of my favorite oh. lines that, that we didn't go through because we kind of skipped the hill a bit was you know, how she goes, Um, oh, look, another glorious morning makes me sick. Um, it's perfect such a good line, and then, like, you know, there's a lot of it's a lot of Bette Midler screaming, book and like all that. So, um, is so that's that's the movie. I feel like we've taken a journey together with this one. It was. Really, truly, fully a stroll down, like, super-duper, wonderful childhood memory lane. Um And I think that's why people keep coming back to this one. Because it just gives them the cozy wozy feels, you know? Uh, I feel
0: the same. I feel the same way implicitly. Yes. I feel like there's the nostalgia factor that makes it so good that people are right. just like, yes, exactly. give me more every year.
1: And, like, it's not going to change, but, like, it's still perfect. And I don't know... If they're gonna finally make a sequel, but I don't know if I wanna see it. Like, I don't want anything to tarnish this experience, you know?
0: I mean, how would they even make a sequel? They're supposed to be dead.
1: Well, right. Or there's this whole thing where they're gonna redo it with three new people as the sisters, but it's gonna be like a Disney Channel original movie. Like, I don't know.
0: Okay, like- I'd probably watch that because I'm a sucker for Disney Channel original, quote unquote well, yeah.
1: original. Yeah, but like I I, I ultimately feel like Um, it's
0: not necessary
1: totally necessary um and whatever so that's that is hocus pocus hokum pokum spooky season uh poster child movie um speaking of the poster for this movie is fantastic i love it so much um like them with the moon behind them like on the broom and shit well it's actually they're on a a vacuum but um Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i would consider getting that like just with the circle of the moon the 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 outline silhouette of thackeray binks as the black hat with just like the couple of like lightning bolts i would consider getting that as a spooky tattoo like seriously consider it like i might actually be considering it right now
0: i think you should do it i think it's time
1: I mean, I would do it. And then, like, it it knocks off a couple things on my list. Because I still want to get tattoos to commemorate both of, memorialize both of my mom's parents who passed away last year. And Mm -hmm. one of, like, the most amazing memories I have with my grandmother is in, I think it was elementary school, she took me to a Halloween um, costume contest. And she came dressed as Raggedy Ann but like all out like good for her and she won like first prize in the adult costume contest portion of this costume contest and she gave me the trophy and I still have it it's in our house um and it's like a trophy with a witch on a broom as the trophy topper um that's cute so I might do that. I might really seriously consider that because then not only is it a hocus pocus tattoo, it's a spooky tattoo. It's a memorializing tattoo. It's like a whole it's there's there's deep layers, you know, so um, more to come on that maybe um, next time I have money for, you know, a tattoo. Um, right. Any whosie so this is like the first official 100%. It's October week of homeoween. I felt like this was the perfect way to kick off October. Um, I hope that us talking about Hocus Pocus is as fun for you listeners listening as it was for me gabbing my mouth off about it. Um, Ashley, what are your thoughts on Hocum Pocum?
0: I think this is an all out five period. I don't think there's anything better
1: girl girl preach so i'm just going to just going to agree with you here because like i ha- there's n- i have no leg to stand on if i don't um i feel like as children of the 90s this is just one of those movies that like go down in the catalog of like what made you you so like you you just have to um mm-hmm. so that's a 10 out of 10 um imdb gives us a 6.5 6.8 so it's like 68%, which, uh, whatever. What really gets my goat is Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 33%, which is like, fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes. Have you never seen a movie before? Like, get over yourself. Um, and as Literally usual... Literally illegal. Yeah, like that. that's punishable by law. Um, I'm pretty sure. So um, the Google users give it a 94%, which... Okay, that's more on brand, if you ask me. Um, and that is Hocus Pocus. Is this the first movie we're giving a 10 out of 10 to?
0: I don't know. I don't. I mean, maybe other than The Craft.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely one of the best rated movies out of all of the movies that we've done thus far. Um, but that, is that, my friends... Um, hmm. I feel like the only thing to say from here is that, uh, we are still trying to decide which movies we'll be doing for the two middle weeks of the. M- no, 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 that's not true. Uh, just the next third week or next week. One yep. of the weeks. One next of the middle week. weeks. We need one movie to fill out the. Halloween roster and um we want that movie to be picked by all of you so um we'll put up a poll on the things and we would like you to tell us what you want us to do uh ideally this is a movie set on Halloween or in the Halloween time of October um but otherwise beyond that on the roster are trick or treat and did we already say what we're doing as the finale of Halloween? Yes. Okay. So it's the cast not out of the bag that we're finally going Ooh. to do the original Halloween from 1978, which is
0: one of my favorite movies. <sighs> it's so good. And I'm so excited to actually do a full episode on it.
1: Yeah. And basically, it'll be like an hour and a half of us praising Jamie Lee Curtis. But that's fine. You know, like fine people, plus. people want that. Right. Like. Uh, don't even correct me because you know you want it so shut up okay um okay hocus pocus wonderful time has been had um you can follow us on all of the things um at the following places so we can be found on instagram at copulators die first pod we can be found on the Facebooks at Copulators Die First. We can be found on the Twitter at CDF Pod. That's C-D-F-P-O-D. Pod. Um, and if you have any questions, concerns, thoughts, ideas, you can get at us at our DMs or you could email us at Copulators Die First Podcast at gmail.com. That is Copulators Die First Podcast at gmail.com. Um either than that, happy finally homo ween, spooky kooky fall season. Like the weather is finally becoming fall and I couldn't be happier. Um anything that we is missing, Ashley? Negative. All right. So then do we want to do the thing?
0: Let's do the thing. Keep on creeping on pumpkins and we'll see you next
1: week. Yes. Goodbye.
0: Bye.